0: Everyone and a big welcome back to The Forge Ahead Show, episode seven. I think I'm kind of forgetting now. Episode seven, and I've brought you someone amazing, as per usual. So The Forge Ahead Show is bringing you people that have gone from either adversity to excitement or are storytellers, or speakers, and people that put their message out into the world. And today's a really special one. I'll tell you why later on. Uh, but first and foremost, um, if you don't know me, my name's Nick Elston. I'm an inspirational speaker on the lived experience of mental health. I'm also the founder of Forging People, which is a new breed of people development. Links are in the bio. Big, big shout out to my good friend, Mark Brimson, who's one of the presenters of Dougie Stone Radio. They are freaking global. He runs a lot of amazing shows, right through from indie to pop to 90s, like a great choice. So please, again, check out the link in the bio. So today, I'm bringing you somebody that actually, our paths keep crossing in life and it's great. I love that kind of synchronicity of life that happens that way. But we first met at a in a business networking meeting back in Devon years ago. This is like pre, all of this kind of current guys. This is one I was selling stationery for a living. It's a, it's, it's a whole lifetime ago now. Um, and yeah, we met over there, met over a breakfast buffet table. All sounds quite romantic, really, doesn't it? Um, and then we just kind of kept in touch from there. Um, and again, massive, massive country music fan, as you guys know, the people that watch regularly. So very, very excited about this one, ladies and gentlemen. Without any more of a build up than we've already got, it's Anna Marie Waite. Big round of applause.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, Thank another. you, Nick. That was such a lovely introduction. I don't know what to say.
0: <laughs> Tell us about you.
1: Oh gosh, that's a big question. It's
0: a big question. So I've mentioned Let's start with the music. So um, it's not just country, my right? It's folk as well. But you're a you're you're a performer. You're a musician, singer.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I wear a few different hats, but one of them is the fact that I do write songs, and I've yeah, I've written songs since I was a child, really and always had a love for country music um yes i know just love it so a lot of the music that i write has sort of got hints of country folk but also hints of 90s pop as well it's very it's very random and yeah writing's just something that i've always used just to sort of clear my head out really
0: but that's that's so cool i mean the people ask kind of how do i get up on stage and speak to thousands of people uh, about anxiety and stuff and literally again there's always that token couple of minutes at the start which i never really want to take away keep you sure on your toes but when i think about singing and i'll actually share something now because like, apart from you nobody else knows this that um i actually think singing just frightens the death out of me it kind of really does or, like petrifies me the thought of singing on stage or or anywhere near a stage in fact you're the only person to get me to sing on a recording, which I sent to you. Um, so again, that's going to be good for blackmail purposes later on. Um, <laughs> the only some I've recorded myself singing. And I actually make a joke of it, like when I speak about not being able to sing among things like that and that kind of stuff. Um, and then, I, then you actually managed to get that out of me. So again, big well done on that one.
1: He can sing, by the way. There's a lot of potential there.
0: Maybe for a future video. <laughs> so... That being said, you've also got a really strong kind of passion around mental health and well-being. Kind of tell us how that happened and kind of the exciting plans you've got going on now.
1: Well, I think my interest for mental health comes through just some of my own difficulties, really. Um, sort of Over the years, I've, I've had some struggles and always sort of using creativity and music and lots of various other things to, to help myself, really. And I think songwriting is something that really helped me through a really difficult time so i think it was about 10 years ago not long after i first met you i I quit my career i i'd done job to job i'd worked in sales hospitality i'd done all these different jobs but it was like this is something's not working here something's not right i'm not fitting in i'm not enjoying myself i just i'm wasting time on facebook while i'm at work thinking is it five o'clock yet you know (laughs) Long gone are those days thank goodness and I just I one day I left it all and I, you know I had my defining moment where I sort of said to my boss like, I can't I can't do this anymore burst into tears and he was a lovely guy and I thought I can't come in I'm wasting your time I'm wasting my time and then I, I left and and didn't, went into the unknown and I'm so glad I did because I got a part-time job as a cleaner so I went from a sales manager to a part cleaning for 10 hours a week. I had all this time on my hands to go and explore. And I went volunteering and I got doing a radio show. I'd worked with people with mental health and disabilities, the elderly, like all types of people. And I think something I'm really passionate about is just getting to know walks of life. But during that sort of period of time as well, I did have some really bad phases of depression, like yeah. really bad. And I think, often when you you do a bit of a life change you you lose people along the way as well mm. uh, So i felt really alone at that point and it was actually songwriting that helped me get through it and helped me make sense of it wow i wrote my first album which was called which is called as you are and you can find it on spotify and itunes and it was it was just sort of me having to just stand up and be who i was and and i finally found all these creative people and these charities it was like ah oh, like this feels more like the seat i need to be sat in you know
0: i love that and i'll pop the links into the to your tracks as well um that's phenomenal i think that you're quite right you touched on a couple of things that i think lockdown uh, for those watching this after all this whatever this looks like um is that we're kind of recording this during the current lockdown of 2020 um and over the past 10 weeks that's how long it's been so far ish i think i've lost track now i think it's 10 weeks over the last 10 weeks actually it's been an amazing time to kind of review and evolve like consistently um interesting hot off the press i've decided to come off of all social media apart from linkedin today Um,
1: for you good for you
0: massively overwhelming i watched a video again which i'll pop the link in the bio i found a video which said on a lot of levels and this was wasn't even touching mental health weirdly um that it was just not a good thing. Now, I'm not going to be one of those kind of like ex smokers that kind of like tell everyone not to smoke. That's not me. But actually, the, the benefits seem to me quite huge, even before you get into the mental health element. So, what I could be finding is I'm having a great day. Um, and even this morning, there was a great example because I'm still kind of on there as of this morning um, on something on Facebook that I'd been out for a walk, a nice three mile walk in the sunshine. Um, I come back, had breakfast, meditated. As soon as I opened Facebook, my mood changed like that straight away because somebody had done something, long story. Either way, it made me really angry um, because somebody used my name to kind of hack someone's reviews and stuff. It was, and I was thinking, I, I could really do without this kind of, thing. <laughs> and I think that it was a great, it was, for me, it was kind of like the a real affirmation that I'm, I've done the right thing because I actually closed Twitter and Instagram yesterday. Um, and I guess there's a, there's a commercial element of this. That's why I've got to keep LinkedIn going. But speaking quite openly about it, I absolutely get that kind of overwhelm that we can get from, from that situation. Mm. But you also mentioned about people coming and going. And again, that's somebody who's kind of – and I'm not alone in this. In the, in the community of businesses that I work with, the biggest anxiety trigger is change. But change is inevitable. Mm. But actually, we forget we have a choice over change as well. Um, and we know there are people around us that are not good for us or we know that we should make those kind of choices and actually this has been a great period for doing that thing so naturally you will lose people like you say along the way anyway just because you just they kind of people who are like kind of vehicles they take you from one point to another then we just kind of like exit stage right um, and I quite like that um, yeah, and a few
1: and if you stick along which is really nice you know yeah, <laughs> you can't get rid of <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah and that's the problem actually that if somebody doesn't Uh, kind of um what's the word nourish you for one of the better if somebody doesn't kind of fulfill that purpose or actually go the other way it makes you feel negative that it takes a lot of strength to kind of let go of that person as well um i know when we spoke last time um about kind of because i was on your amazing uh podcast show as well your video show um we spoke about kind of mental health in men especially and actually i think you said from a singing perspective it was quite hard to to bring men into that arena to open up even from singing let alone mental health What's your experiences with that? With male mental health?
1: Um, oh gosh. Um, it's quite an interesting question to be asked from a female perspective. I kind of don't want to say the wrong thing. Well,
0: um, no, there, there is no wrong thing. Uh, the reason I ask, and I'll be quite honest, is that um, we've had over the six episodes, I really hope that's the right number, <laughs> over the past six episodes, we've had a real mixture. I think we've had four ladies on and, and one man. Uh, the one man um, was a mental health kind of person in that space. Um, I just kind of wanted to kind of check in with somebody else from a different perspective, actually, how you found that, or actually trying to encourage and empower men to open up. Yeah. I mean,
1: just from sort of parts, you know, some past experiences, I don't want to go into too much detail. Of but course, yeah. I think being a female sort of on the receiving end um of a man that you know and I, I've heard this with other female friends as well with their male partners that don't really want to open up or they might be really stressed and struggling um I think as a you know as a female the I mean, it's really hard because you know you you can feel really helpless but also I really appreciate how much it's been drummed into guys, you know, that you have to be strong and you have to, you know, to, you know just carry on and get on with things. And, and that's just how it's supposed to be. So I can also see how hard it must be as well. Yeah. Um, so I see both sides of it um, and how daunting it must be. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, I really struggled to open up a lot sort of in my early twenties. I'm much, much better at it now. So I, you know, I do understand how hard it is to be vulnerable. But it's so important because, as soon as you just let those words that are going round and round in your head, like for the millionth time, <laughs> <you> just <laughs> when you just say them out loud to someone, it just it just lifts it. And actually, I had a really yesterday. I had a bad day yesterday. I've been having loads of good days, and um, something sort of set me off. Something I saw on telly, and it it triggered an old memory, and. Um, Put me in an awful headspace, and I was on a loop about it. I think having had all this space, it is stuff comes up. You mm. know, when you've got a lot of time on your hands, and it was going round in my head, round in my head. And I was like, I, I want to speak to my friend. I was like, no, but she might be busy, and I'm an inconvenience. And and I was like, right, can I get through this or do it? And I thought, no, I need my mate, and I text her, and I saw well, you up for a chat later, and she was out on Dartmoor at the time. And she said, oh, I'll call you later, and we chatted it. And by the end of the conversation, we were laughing. Yeah. And I think it's those moments where you're like, I. I i can do this on my own but actually is there someone there you could talk to and actually people really love it when you open up to them you know because you feel trusted and it makes you closer and it it, you know it creates an intimacy so i think it's so important for everybody really but also you know you have to choose the right people to 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 share things with
0: thank you like so much for sharing that because it is it is interesting to get to see the other side of the coin you're quite right culturally and generation as you said and that we I mean even at 42 I kind of grew up in the in that kind of environment where it's kind of like man up the stiff upper lip that kind of stuff so it's really hard to break that conditioning especially initially but and this is why when vulnerability is practiced regularly that you kind of become bulletproof because not only is everything out there but you're showing the world your true self so then the world can truly engage with what you need and what you want and where you're trying to aspire to yeah because so if, d- if you don't say
1: anything people don't know you're suffering you know it's exactly. you know i've had times like that with sort of people that have disappeared and you think well oh, they're fine yeah and and then you're like oh they were really suffering i had i had no idea <laughs> you know and, and, and unless you actually say how you feel like you say people you can't get the help you need
0: <laughs> it is and but you see so many people in that position and i think that's why for me there's like mental health and personal development go hand in hand that given that there's a clear distinction between mental illness and mental health, that actually mental health is the one thing that we can work on of those two things. So really, as as people with lived experience, as people who are non-medical professionals, that's the bit. So as I say lots of times, but lived experience is the the vehicle that takes people from the problem to the solution, but is not the solution. Um, And you're quite right, being able to reach out to a trusted source, as you say, is important, Um, but not always our go-to. Uh, not always our go-to response which is interesting but I mean even we can kind of trick ourselves as well that when we say about kind of letting people go or, or to change that kind of stuff that we could still feel that guilt afterwards even if it wronged us we will still feel the guilt of having to let that person go or to finally uh, it's, it's interesting yeah.
1: I know all about that <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. it's, it's absolutely nuts really when you think about it that there's all these kind of it's so easy to see why people, especially right now, are, are in positions of either overwhelm or disconnection, or, or both in some instances. Um, it's the same with the, the, for eight, nine weeks, we were told, stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home, and actually now it's no surprise that most of the, the conversations I'm having with people around anxiety are people coming out of lockdown, then they never had any problems really going into it, it was coming out of it was the problem. It's interesting. See, it plays into that. Yeah. Condition. So yeah. most of the work I'm doing in a minute is on easing lockdown. Actually, how that's going to affect us that way. Um, so yeah. So now, yeah, really interesting stuff. Uh, let's let's lighten the tone a little bit. That's really good though. Let's lighten the tone a little bit. Country music. What's your favourite country music song?
1: Oh. Um, oh God, I just love so much music. It's so hard. <laughs> um, my favourite country song. Oh, flipping hell, Nick! I know, um, I, I
0: know. I shouldn't have dropped a big question on you. <laughs> I mean, so for me, there is
1: um, there is a three-piece uh, group. the kind of kind of folky country called the Wailing Jennies,
0: okay, and
1: yeah. they're like the group. I would love, I'd love to see the Wailing. Je- if I could see one last group before I die, it would be them, and they've got a really lovely uh, song called Storm Coming. And it's just a quite a gospely kind of all these three-part harmonies. It's a really beautiful nice. song, yeah.
0: I like that. That's really good. Mm-hmm. I um, I think my favourite. I think again, it was with music. It's the the thing that you're attached to, it, not it? It's the memory. the uh, there's Garth Brooks, the dance, and it's it's interesting. It actually, reminds me of my pack, my granddad. That um, the whole message of the song is not not about a dance, but the dance of a, a relationship kind of thing. That like for even though you kind of know what's going to happen, that, that at the time you wouldn't have missed that event. Love it. Actually, getting goosebumps now talking about it. But I, I, think for me as a as a storyteller, as you are, I think that's why country music really resonates with me. Because of all the genres, maybe folk included, actually, um, storytelling is like a, such an integral part of what it's about, isn't it? It's just telling it. As um, was it kind of Waylon Jennings said it was three chords and the truth. I really like that.
1: <laughs> Definitely three chords and the truth, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, so what's uh, what's on the kind of the um, the agenda right now? What what are you working on right now?
1: Well, right now it's I'm having that anxiety around coming out of lockdown because um, I've actually found it quite freeing for me. Yeah. But that's sort of how I chose to look at it and what I chose to use the time for. So I think I've, it's changed me so much. Um, it's so much. So it's kind of, how do I go back out into the world now? But I'm actually just about to start up some park sessions. So obviously we can meet in groups of six now. Um, there's yeah. a park just down the road from where I live. So I'm going to set up some sing, chat, relax sessions. Uh-huh. So I'm going to try and do two a week. I'm just going to go down the park and poster. Um, and I realised this is this is where i really sort of thrive i i know the areas that i like and i love small groups yeah then um everything is about sort of coziness and intimacy and so to have a group of five and and me that's like my ideal size group so yeah. you know this i mean it, it, yeah this would be perfect for me now so yeah i'm going to pop down and put some posters out today and um yeah just uh think about yeah just step by step day by day sort of fill my way back into things really I've started um making some vlogs which is really nice nice for YouTube yeah. channel and yeah just thinking of new ways of expressing myself because I think obviously I podcast and I write music and I run wellbeing groups so how do they all intertwine together so mm-hmm. yeah and I'm a very homely person I'm very cozy so nice I sort of get to go out and sort of rebuild my life a little bit but in in ways that really suit me. And I'm also, yeah, I'm running an online group that helps people with their mental health through creative expression.
0: Amazing. So I've
1: piloted one of those. We've just come to the end, so I'm just getting some feedback from all the participants. And these are just things that I think I'll wanna carry on with. So yeah. it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's been a really good time. It's been a good time for me.
0: I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think actually that we're, we're now in a position to, to start to kind of forge a new reality. Actually, we've kind of readdressed what's really important for us. We and genuinely, it sounds kind of doomsday when you say it, but the world will never be the same again. And there's there's good things attached to that in terms of we've undervalued freedom, we've undervalued space, we've undervalued relationship, whatever that may be, we just undervalued a lot. So it's not just all kind of doom and gloom. Um, that kind of forging a new reality piece is something that is I'm delivering at the minute, and it's because actually by default, if we don't do this, then by, we will fall into Somebody else's reality, or to or to the whole ebb and flow of life, which, as we both know, can take us away. Um,
1: Oh yeah, so easy.
0: It it really (laughs) is. It really, and I think that's why I believe the kind of the mental health and personal development is just so intertwined because we can work on building a positive mental health. And actually, that's one of the things. And just kind of, I'm speaking quite freely, as people know, I'm honest anyway. Um, But in speaking quite freely, in terms of like the business side of things, in terms of how I 10 weeks ago, all of my stuff was in person. Um, I had nothing online at all, and not even a YouTube channel or anything. So it's really interesting that um, I'm now considering online as a new norm. I've got a heart condition, which means that I'm in no rush to get out. So if that's a given, then I'm gonna be building this as the new norm, and actually in person will be the premium. In person will be the difference. Um, so there's never gonna be a better chance to do this. And for me, I actually, reframed something which has been quite brutal, it was quite exciting. So, if that's something we really don't want to do, screw it. Let's just not do it. Let's do something else instead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there we go. Maybe it's just me. So, um, so have you got any kind of, um, I mean, you, you mentioned that uh, ease and lockdown is going to be something which is going to be quite, quite kind of prevalent. Singing and mental health, I'd imagine that's really good for the soul, definitely. Uh, you find it beneficial with people for their mental health challenges as well?
1: Seeing has been, honestly, it's so amazing. And actually, because I started. You light up
0: when you talk about this stuff. <laughs> because
1: probably... I think. So I, I started this uh, this new group called Sing Chat Relax um, last. God, like, what date are we even on? Like, what day is it? <laughs> like, yeah, I ju- think it's June at yeah. some point. <laughs> <laughs> so, I started up this new group called Sing Chat Relax last october and there's a small group of about five women that would come in every saturday morning and obviously i you know i go out and i sing solo with my guitar and and, and i go out and, do it. and that's and that's great and i'd actually decided to cut down a bit on my gigging anyway this year because i'm i i do not like going out in the evenings to be yeah. honest um but i'd i'd sang in choirs before i i'd done all that but there was something about when this group this group started and we were singing in this little group, and we, we get to know each other and we do some well-being type stuff and and then we sing and and just seeing how much like the women I was working with, like you know, some of them were singing for the first time since school, some of them have been told that they can't sing, and they had amazing singing voices. Mm. and just sit it that's what really drives me is you know, when you see someone like light up, you know and and it, yeah, and just to see the benefits it was that they were having from it, but also. I'd never really experienced singing in a small group like that. And I was like, wow, like this is amazing. And I was getting more of a buzz from it than actually singing on stage. Wow. Um, so it just- How did just...
0: online by the way? How did the, the singing group transfer online, was it?
1: So um, the singing group, um, I didn't uh, continue doing online. Okay. So my ladies didn't want it because they were finding that their work meant they were gonna to have to be on a screen all week. So the last thing it wanted to be was on a screen on the Saturday morning. So that sort of sing chat relax sort of closed down, which I'm now going to reopen in the park. Um, so no, it was more a creativity and well-being group that I started with a new group of people online. Um, yeah, which is like a similar kind of thing, but more with sort of challenges and stuff yeah. throughout the week. Um but yeah, creativity and singing and all kinds of things—they're just they're magic, you know. Yeah. It's it, just it, magic.
0: It, quite, I think Friday was the first time I've really felt frazzled in quite a while, and it was no coincidence that it was on the back of the longest day I've had on a Zoom conference, WebEx, whatever well, we you want to call them. On a back-to-back kind of environment and actually I felt kind of peopled out zoomed out because it's, it's a lot more intense doing doing the kind of the face-to-face online than it is in person and yeah. um, And there's a whole kind of science to that um, But in reality a lot of people are actually more tired now at the end of the day than they are when they go into the real world Doing their stuff whatever their stuff is that's really interesting yeah. so In terms of, I mean, one of my favorite songs, um, kind of after the the dance by Garth Brooks, is uh, by George Strait, it's called A Showman's Life. And A Showman's Life is a song he wrote about his kind of, regardless of his challenges at any one time, his audience demands a performance. So he gets up and he puts the mask on and he just delivers a track. And they want to hear that, and they want to hear him at his best kind of thing. And I love that song because for me, it actually was the first title of the talk that I did, as part of my recovery, interestingly, because I always try and use country titles, of course. Um, so how do you feel when, you, when you're... when you I mean, I get petrified. The thought of just standing up and singing in front of people, but do you ever get that kind of anxiety, or actually is it just not? Uh,
1: no, not really. I mean, I did when I first started doing it, but, yeah, no, it's just kind of not. It's just what I do. I've done it. I've sang since I was, like, four, and it's just what I do it, I almost feel I almost this is going to sound really odd but when I get up and sing I feel like I'm almost hidden <laughs> it, it's like I've got this microphone in front of me I've got my guitar and I'm singing and I it's almost like it's not like I'm hiding behind the song but it's a way that I can express myself it, it's yeah because sometimes I find it hard to articulate things and I I can get in a muddle in my head and I can't get out what I'm thinking or have a conversation with someone and I'll come away and think oh I I could have said this or I should have said this and and I and I struggle with that sometimes whereas when it's just me and I'm on the stage it's like I'm just free I can just express it express myself I see I'm trying I'm struggling to articulate this now because it's 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 really really not you're
0: really not but actually maybe it's the you definitely got to have vibe, but you do light up when you talk about this stuff. Do you find it easier to to write about personal experiences or to create something which is new?
1: Um, I, I I like writing about personal experiences. Like generally, I don't. I only write if I have to write. Like I never sit down and go, "I'm writing a song."
0: Okay. Although,
1: I mean, I've I've been commissioned to. I've written for a few campaigns, so that's different. You know, I, I've written to briefs. But when I'm writing for myself, it's not, it's if there's like an emotion bubbling up or there's something going on. A, a song will just come into my head or I'll wake up in the middle of the night and this it's there. Yeah. Or, and it just happens. Like I can never predict and it's, and I actually made a little vlog the other day talking a bit about my songwriting experiences. And I said, sometimes I'll write a song and at that time I don't understand the message yeah it's like I tell myself what I need to hear before I can absorb it and then six months later I might then look at the song and go ah oh like I get Um, that now you know I feel that I I yeah does that make sense
0: Amazing. yeah absolutely definitely thank you so the question I ask every guest on here uh, I'm just about I'm comparing at the O2 arena 20,000 people in front of me all waiting to hear you perform what's your walkout song what's that song that really resonates with you that gives you energy, makes you feel bulletproof. What's your walk on music?
1: Well, I'm actually going to choose one of my own. Um, Wow, I love that. (laughs) And the reason is is because this song just really represents me in so many ways. And it's I haven't released it yet, but it's a song called Homebird. And it's actually, it's on my YouTube channel. And it really is, it's a bit of a paradoxical song because I'm such a homebird, but I'm also, I love adventure and I love being out my comfort zone and I feel like such a contradiction sometimes, but that song just sort of sums me up. And I'm just this homely person that constantly likes to challenge myself. Wow. (laughs) And it makes me feel calm when I sing that song. I never get bored of singing it. I'm just like, this is like my cozy homely song and (laughs) I love it. So yeah.
0: Now I feel in the presence of stardom because actually choosing your own songs to walk onto, that's like so rock and roll. (laughs) <laughs> absolutely love that that's amazing big thank you for being on the show uh, and thank you for kind of sharing so candidly and give us an insight into your world everyone's going to love tuning into this whether they're watching on video or whether they're hearing this through the podcast uh big thank you and a big round of applause for Marie. what's a star it's parting wisdom
1: parting wisdom oh god <laughs> It's only like a day to think about this. <laughs> parting wisdom. Um, just actually, yeah, I, I am going to leave with, um, leave you with some parting wisdom. And that is just try and be more open and more vulnerable and share how you're feeling, because actually so often the thing that we're so ashamed of that we're feeling or thinking you say it to someone and they're feeling exactly the same. We all have weird thoughts. We all feel ashamed of things. We all get down days. We're not dissimilar as human beings and actually just, yeah, try try to just be, yeah, be more vulnerable. I
0: love that. The best way to wrap up a show. Big thanks, Anna-Marie. Thank you very much to everybody who are watching this through YouTube or tuning in through the podcast. Thank you for joining the Forge Ahead show, myself and Anna Marie this week. Got an amazing guest to bring you next week. So many amazing people lined up to bring you. Really, really excited. So please do uh, hit subscribe, hit like, and all those other buttons you can hit. And I will see you next time. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.